L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country mega star while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Welcome, everybody. We got so much to do today. I don't know if we're going to fit it in. I know. I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of stories today. You're going to be smashing your head against the windshield. We got big updates. Uh, the Long Beach man that ran over the bicyclist, the ER doctor in Orange County. There's something there you got to hear about. And that public defender from Orange County who traveled to Mexico with his wife, also a public defender, to celebrate their wedding anniversary. Uh, he died. And uh, the Mexican officials are saying that he fell off a balcony. The wife not buying that, and uh, she's been doing some interviews, and we have some new information on the case. That's all ahead, but we begin with one of John's favorite subjects the last two weeks, the Chinese spy balloon. Yeah, well, it turns out that the Chinese spy balloon is part of a, uh, a network, a fleet yeah, of spy fleet. balloons that have floated over 40 different countries over the years on uh, most of the continents. Yeah, right. Uh, apparently, it's a whole program they have. Somewhere... And every minute of the day, there's a Chinese balloon. And it may not come to anybody's surprise, but they're giving us some information about what was found in the wreckage of the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down off of South Carolina. And it wasn't a bunch of barometers and uh, wind <laughs> weather vanes. And wind meters. Wind meters, no. No. They, they weren't looking for wind speeds in Idaho. It's a surveillance operation that they were carrying out. Uh, we're going to go for an update now. Oh, and the House of Representatives. Look at this. Who says you can't have bipartisanship? 419 to zero to condemn China. For there the you balloon. go. <laughs> condemn the balloon. That's what you can get everyone in Congress to agree on, to condemn a, a Bad spy balloon. balloon. Uh, we don't have Justin Finch yet, so we're oh, still okay. awaiting him. 
right, we'll uh, have them in a couple of minutes, but we can talk a bit about what they uh, found in this uh, Chinese balloon. Uh, it looks like they did find equipment that indicates, yes, it was a surveillance operation. All right, he's Intelligence hearing. collection sensors were found. All right. From large solar panels. All right, Justin Finch, ABC News. How are you? Hi there, good. How are you? Welcome. Uh, we were just starting to list some of the stuff uh, that they think made up this uh, balloon and, and the spy uh, <laughs> equipment that was attached to it. Can, can you give us more detail? Well, we we're hearing that based on the wreckage that's being found off the coast of South Carolina, that this was obviously not just a weather balloon or a civilian aircraft, that the innards of this thing had all the makings of an overhead surveillance system that was meant to travel over sensitive sites across the country. So given this, we have seen across the board here in Washington, bipartisan support for doing something to call China to the carpet. Uh, today in the House, a resolution passed to condemn uh, this balloon incursion from China and also pressure on the White House and uh, diplomats here in the U.S. to do something to show China that we're not going to take this line down. So today there was an all-Senate, all-House uh, member briefing uh, about the latest on this balloon, what they've uncovered so far. We are hearing that the goal here is to get all these remains of this uh, balloon, which will take some time, by the way, and try to reconstruct them as much as possible to get a better idea of how this was maneuvered from China, how it transmitted information, and how it got communications, be it images, video, or otherwise, as it flew over the U.S. Do they, have they spoke on what the balloon could give China that all the Chinese spy satellites that hover overhead can't give them? Well, you know, there, there are a few things here. Uh, one, this balloon, as we now understand it, was able to be high enough in the air and just below space and kind of a, a sweet spot, if you will, that allow for it to not be as easily tracked as a satellite or other devices. So kind of like a, a MacGyver satellite that could sit over spaces a bit longer and linger and get valuable intelligence. Um, you know, this does not stop many other ways of gathering intelligence, ways that are probably in some ways more effective, too, uh, through, you know, apps, as many complain about TikTok or human intelligence, too. But this is one of many ways a country can uh, surveil another. But it appears to be, in many ways, just how blatant this was and also in some ways how sloppy it was, too, just to blow over into another country's airspace and think it's okay or you won't be caught, even though in the past they were not caught. Yeah, I was going to say, has there been a discussion about how they can uh, detect these things sooner? Well, they're, they're saying now they have an idea of how this uh, balloon worked. Again, it was pretty big, about the size of three buses. And how it operated, they can now track similar devices better in the future. Now, given that we kind of know how it works, you know, in, in Capitol Hill, they're saying, well, now they'll just, you know, change their strategy, which they very likely will. But at least we now know that they can't launch something similar again and have it eke by so so easily. So that might be off the table for them. But that could also push them to more tried and true methods like, you know, devices and like human intelligence. But in many ways, this is just such a public diplomatic blunder for China. It just does not look good. 
What is the sense of uh, what they should have done to stop the balloon? Should they have shot it down in Alaska? Is uh, or or are, are the congressmen, senators comfortable that it floated all the way across the country? Uh, that's about a party line split right there. I can tell you that from the Senate appropriations hearing earlier this morning, that many of the Republican members on that committee and some Democrats too were asking defense officials why not just shoot it down over Alaska in a sparsely populated area. That's kind of why we have Alaska, to be a front-lines defense station for the rest of the country. Uh, it was just thought that under the best advisement that it would be safer to get it over the water, uh, which has allowed us to get these pieces of it um, and try to, in many ways, recreate the structure itself. But the question has been, what did we lose in terms of security with this device over uh, military bases and sensitive sites for several days? That remains to be seen, but they do believe as of right now that we're getting more from this wreckage than they got from the device in the sky. All right, Justin, thank you very much for that report. All right, Justin Finch with ABC News. Uh, reporting yes. on you yeah, because uh, everybody got a uh, classified briefing. Uh, some of the leadership in Congress got it yesterday, and all the senators and all the Congress people got it uh, today. Uh, the so balloons manufacturer, according to a senior official, has direct links to the Chinese military and is an approved vendor of the People's Liberation Army. <laughs> and it says the company advertises balloon products on its website hosts videos from past flights, which appear to have overflown at least U.S. airspace oh. and the airspace oh. of other countries. <laughs> they actually advertise yeah. how they fly this is over what the we U.S. Can do. Right. And look, uh, America doesn't stop us. Uh, we're Here's gonna, some more footage. They're trying to make you think we're just a private balloon vendor. Don't worry about it. It's so not really. They have a big intelligence operation in the Hainan province in China, hmm. which uh, they think this is where the uh, balloon command is. So, you know, to keep track on the map, Wuhan sends us the deadly viruses and Hainan sends us the, sends us the spy balloons. Wow. Now we're starting to map it out. That's right. All right. We got more coming up, including chance for you to win $1,000. It's still out there. Johnny Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio. A quick reminder that the Moist Line is coming back tomorrow. You can still leave messages using the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, one 877 664-7886. We're talking about the Chinese spy balloon. Now, officially, and of course, John doesn't believe anything anymore, mm -hmm. five balloons. Uh, three during the Trump administration and two now with Biden as president. Even though it's the first time we heard about the balloons, the one that just got shot down, they believe in the last several years, five balloons have made their way over some part of the United States. Often it's Hawaii and Alaska. They stay in the fringe places, but... Why balloons? Ah, this is a pretty good, uh, pretty good fact here. They do have advantages over the satellites. I guess it sounds like a really antiquated piece of spy equipment to use. Just float a balloon over a country. Yeah, well, the but stuff they have connected to the balloon, though. They fly closer to Earth. They drift with wind patterns, which are not as predictable to militaries and intelligence agencies as the fixed orbits of satellites. And they can evade radar. They can also hover over areas while satellites are generally in constant motion. Simple cameras on balloons can actually produce clearer images than those on orbital satellites. And other surveillance equipment on the balloon can pick up signals that do not reach the altitude of satellites. So maybe the Chinese were really on to something. Apparently, this has been a big deal for them. Uh, some of the information we're getting is that uh, the People's Liberation Army and its instructors have been telling 
some of their uh, tech people to focus on the balloons, that they think it's a very valuable asset in spying on other countries. Well, in the way that uh, the, the, the photo application on your camera has gotten dramatically better over the last 15 years. Now. I mean, you can make, take incredibly clear photos with an iPhone now, right? Right. And, and I imagine that the same technology advancements are applying to these balloons where they can get, you know, with zoom lenses and yeah. extreme clarity, they can read almost anything they want on it now. It's not just like those Google map photos that you look at on your computer, which are kind of blurry and indistinct. Right. But this stuff is probably as, as good as, uh, you know, human eyesight. No, they, they think they're also trying to intercept communications when they hover. Yeah. yeah. Something funny I saw. There were two funny things I saw. They're funny now. Uh, they do believe that, that once the Chinese realized that we picked up on the balloon, it began to move faster. So I guess the remotes, whatever they use to direct it, they just started to charge, try to charge. Charge ahead for the ocean. <laughs> just like a, like a highway chase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought so because... It was kind of a funny uh, pattern it took. It went from Alaska through Canada to Montana, and then you know went on a we diagonal Kansas Missouri, City, Missouri, and right. suddenly uh, a left turn, and it's headed for the Carolinas. Right. So it looked like something that was trying to escape. I know, but that would have been a long way back to China, heading <laughs> in that direction, right? You to I had read in one of the or... stories they think some of the balloons had, had circumnavigated the entire globe. But uh, I imagine they could, they must have the technology to download. The data, even if yeah, they don't have the actual balloon I, back in their hands? I, I would think they do. They could bounce it off satellites right. and, uh, uh, you know, like uh, the Internet data, like Not the way cell phones work. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways that you can, you can transmit data. There was a Chinese newspaper article in 2021 saying balloons are a powerful eye in the sky for covering low altitude and surface targets. In the future, balloon platforms may become like submarines in the depths of the ocean, a chilling hidden killer, which makes you think, what if it had weapons and we can't detect it? Because Well, yes, exactly. And that's why they should be forced to explain why they didn't shoot this thing down in Alaska. Because I find all their all their excuses kind of lame. Oh, they didn't want it to fall on anybody. Well, there's there's nobody for the debris to fall on in Alaska. Well, we wanted to see what it was. Well, if it had weapons, by the time you saw what it was, it might have killed someone or nuked someone or gassed them. Or they, they could have dropped said more the recovery COVID effort virus. in Alaska might have been more difficult because of the cold weather and the, oh, the, the terrain stop. and the. Oh, you know. they got a million excuses, don't they? <laughs> they do. <laughs> they're freaking out that it happened. If they're freaking out, it means they're really worried about what the Chinese are up to. But they weren't worried enough to, to, to destroy this thing immediately. Because yeah. they, did, they didn't know. They didn't know if there was something on board that, that could really do serious damage. No. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you just can't get the truth out of anybody. And now, the other you know, funny we got, got uh, Dunderbluss as the president, and uh, he probably doesn't even know what's going on. Uh, another Chinese official apparently said, if you found something in the street, wouldn't you return it to its owner? We want our balloon contents back. Which is laughable. But That'll be a no. <laughs> comparing it to finding like a wallet on the street or something. Yeah, we accidentally dropped our balloon over your airspace. <laughs> Fell out of our pocket. <laughs> it worked up a bit where uh, Alaskan officials uh, that Senator Lisa Murkowski was like, wait a minute, seems like this balloon has been over Alaska 
uh, we've got uh, apparently they do have some military operations there, some really important stuff, because they think that they're being just discounted. Oh, the previous balloons just kind of floated over Alaska. Not a big well, deal, you know. Now that this one made it to Montana, now it became a big deal, right? Well, like Justin Finch said, the reason Alaska and Hawaii became a state was to provide us with two Pacific outposts to deal with all the Pacific enemies, like Russia right. and China and anybody else. Right. So that that's the purpose. I mean, Hawaii is a bunch of islands like any number of islands that are still U.S. territories, like right. Guam, for example. And Alaska yeah. could have been a territory as well. They, 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 they didn't, we didn't make them states in order to be nice to the people of Alaska. We made them states for, because Alaska is 12 miles away from Russia. Yeah. So what is the response here then from the U.S. government? All right, so the House voted 419 to nothing to condemn China, okay, for its brazen violation of U.S. sovereignty. So what are you going to do? Uh, what's the payback here? What, what's the response? I don't know. They might never, they might never tell us. Oh, something sneaky, like how Biden may be uh, exploded part of the pipeline well, in Russia? because, you know, there's always a certain number of people in government, a lot of people in government who are a bunch of weenies. And they're afraid, well, I don't know. If we lash back at them, then they're going to lash back. And, you know, they'll, they'll hit us. It's like, you know, nobody ever won a fight by being afraid to hit. Right. I can guarantee you every person who was afraid to hit someone in a fight lost the fight. 100% of the time. You, you got to give the bully one good clock in the nose. Because if he's going to beat you up, well, he'll beat you up anyway. At least get one punch in. Might scare him off. Might make him uh, back off a bit. Story says some so far they've only examined the balloon canopy and some wiring and a small amount of electronics. But they're going to take the rest of it for forensic examination, all the debris. They're going to look closely at it to see exactly what they can find. They're still waiting to process the largest part of the equipment that was slung under the balloon that likely housed most of the electronics. And the other items are being taken to the FBI lab in Quantico. Mm. They have to remove the salt water and then process them for further study. So we might find out some good things about China's uh, surveillance programs and some of their technologies from, from grabbing that balloon. All right, when we come back, we're going to update you on that horrible story recently out of Orange County where an emergency room doctor was hit by a driver, a man from Long Beach. The driver then got out of the car and stabbed the doctor, and he died. Um... I was thinking at the time, is this another crazed drug person? Well, the first word looks like it's true. We're now finding out that this Long Beach man had had some severe mental health episodes. And uh, here we go again with that problem. We'll get into the details coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Uh -huh, Alec Baldwin's been sued again. He already settled with the husband and son of the cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, who was, of course, shot by Baldwin on the set of that movie, Rust, in 2021. Brand new lawsuit from Hutchins' parents and sister. Oh, so good. The first, the first lawsuit was settled, but this is a brand new lawsuit. And guess who's representing the, the family members of Helena Hutchins? Good old Gloria Allred, your dancing partner. Is that right? Yeah, she is. Oh, well, we should talk that? to her then. Yeah, it doesn't involve a, a sexual harassment or... <laughs> or, a, or some kind of claim like that, a sexual assault. No, but it's a, it's a good payday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's uh, with her co-counsel, and uh, they did a press conference uh, announcing that uh, uh, there is another lawsuit against Alec Baldwin, uh, of course, faces uh, criminal charges, too. He's a, a lying, violent whack job, so 
Only bad things should happen. He may be broken in jail. You remember how many? But story? he has like ten kids, right? So this is kind of yeah. He had three more kids uh, just last week. <laughs> Wife must be exhausted. She gives birth every ten days. The weird woman who does like a Spanish accent yeah, or yeah, something. She, yeah, she she walks around talking to people in a Spanish accent, which which yeah, is no fake. It's entirely fake. No, can you imagine what the inside of that house is like? Uh, you, and I you, love her name, Hilaria. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fitting name. So he's got a really bad temper. How many people has he beat up over the years, right? Photographers. <laughs> he's got a bad temper. She's speaking in a fake accent. Seven <laughs> screaming kids. Dad just murdered somebody. Yeah, wow. it must be a good time. And now two lawsuits. They settled the first one, but they may have to settle this one, too. He's going to be uh, panhandling uh, on a 101 freeway ramp soon. Yeah, a uh, short time ago, terrible story. We talked about a lot last week. An Orange County bicyclist who was an emergency room doctor was hit by a guy driving a car in Dana Point on Pacific Coast Highway. What made this story really shocking is that the driver of the car, Van Roy Evan Smith, got out and stabbed the bicyclist and Dr. Mamoni died. So the update, because at the time everyone was trying to figure out this man was an accountant, had his own business. Mm-hmm. He was not married anymore, but he had two children. So it's not like this is a vagrant or somebody, you know, really out there. So we're trying to get answers. And, you know, one of the things I surmised was, well, he was, was he drug tested at the scene? You know, alcohol tested? Was there some reason that he was impaired or enraged? Uh, we now find out that in December, in a petition to get custody of their two kids, his ex-wife wrote that uh, Van Roy Evan Smith was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. And a family member spoke to the El Segundo Times saying the diagnosis came back in 2020. Police came to the home in Long Beach. He allegedly attacked his friend who was trying to subdue him during a mental health episode. Smith ended up hospitalized but was released well, after a few days. And and that's that's what's wrong because he can't be released. He's got to be forced to take medication constantly for the yeah. rest of his life. Yeah. Otherwise, you have bipolar disorder. You can have very violent episodes. Uh, in fact, in when when the police were called in 2020 to his house, uh, it was reports of a violently mentally ill person, and he had smashed up property inside the house. He'd he gotten into a fight with a male, somebody. Uh, adult, right. Another yeah. male adult who was trying to help him, some sort of acquaintance. So they, they put him in the hospital. 72 hours later, he's out again. Well, that hasn't fixed the biological problem in his brain. No. His brain is, is, is disrupted and disordered. And you can tamp down the symptoms with, with certain drugs. But he has, he has to take the drugs. Oh, you let him out. Well, look what happens. We have, but we have the stu- Why do we even have these seventy-two hour holds? What, what's the point of it? Why even bother? Just tell the who's ever calling nine one one. Hey, sorry, good luck. Maybe you ought to run because they can determine in three days whether or not you're a danger to yourself or others. Right? It's magic. No, you can't because and it's they also e- examine you and try to get a diagnosis because it's episodic. When you have one of these bipolar disorders, it 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 happens, and then it goes away. Person looks normal, acts normal, and then you know maybe. Six days or six months later, boom, it explodes again. Uh, Smith was actually born and raised in Jamaica, moved to the U.S. around 2008 after getting married. He got divorced in 2012, stayed in the Long Beach area to look after, uh, help look after his children. As I mentioned, had his own accounting business and lived alone. 
Now, Alexander Solhai, whose law firm is in the same building as Smith's accounting business, said Smith did his firm's bookkeeping for at least two years, attended some of the Christmas parties. He was a polite, nice guy. He didn't seem like a violent guy, but there were, there were no dangerous propensities that would stick out. That's why I was shocked to see that he had done this. Well, that, that is but the- by late 2019 and early 2020, he noticed that Smith suddenly appeared increasingly strained. He looked stressed, not comfortable in his own skin. Right, and, that, and he's also got schizophrenia. Right. And that can come and go. Right. You can have all the disturbing voices and hallucinations in your head and paranoia. You know, the, 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 it's brain chemicals. It's, it's uh, electrical fi- firings in the brain. Wow. And it comes and goes. So, yeah, he looks absolutely normal. Oh, I really don't. I, I've never seen it. Well, because you don't know what's going on in the brain. And it pops out periodically. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking not, he's driving along PCH there and something in his head triggered when he saw the bicycle and just decided that I got to get this guy. That that must be it for whatever whatever those thoughts yeah, were. It's 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 not something the guy can control. He's no. got a damaged brain, and so you have to put him and his damaged brain in, in lock him up inside somewhere. Right, and you don't let him out unless he took his pills, and then he has to go back inside to take the new pills, and that has to go on all day, every day, and you can't and let him off his pills. You can't let him roam free. And it sounds like he lived alone. I don't think there was anybody to check on him. Well, he eventually moved out of that office and was going to do all his accounting work from home. And then apparently they, the family hadn't seen him since around Thanksgiving. And two days before the doctor's killing, they reached out. And he said, uh, I'm okay. I'll let you guys know if I need any help. And that was the end of that. Schizophrenia and, and uh, bipolar disorder is difficult to treat because one of the uh, facets of these illnesses is the, the patient doesn't know or doesn't believe that they're crazy. Right. They don't have any idea. So they reject medication. They reject psychological therapy. It, it, it's part of the disease. And that's what it is. It's brain disease. No, no. Well, but, I, would, I would imagine that's going to be part of the defense. Uh, sad to say that uh, while well, he faces 25 years to life, the defense will obviously call in this mental illness. Some sort of mental break while he was driving along. Well, then, you know what? you got to put him in a mental institution for life. If you're not going to do a prison you got to do an institution because it doesn't matter why he's doing it. If he was evil or mentally ill or just a bad mood, that doesn't matter. It's what he did that matters. And he's got to be locked up. Yeah, because you knew this went further than just road rage because he gets out of the car, runs over and stabs the bicyclist in the back. Yeah. Numerous times before everybody was able to grab him. Right. I remember our guest last week, the man that was on the scene a little bit later, but got there and said yeah, he was like mumbling and murmuring. Right. He was like noises mm. and. Kind of not making any sense. There's a lot of bad brains out there. He had some sort of break with reality. A lot of bad brains. Out yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, psychotic break where he doesn't he doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't understand what he's doing. Sometimes they don't even remember what they've done. Well, speaking of psychotic breaks, uh, after two o'clock, well, our guest doesn't have one, but we'll be talking to City Councilwoman Tracy Park, who's going to update us on our favorite subject. Mayor Karen Bassetti's uh, inside safe plan to get the homeless off the streets. And we had asked about a particular encampment because a listener reached out to us a few weeks ago. This is in the Delray neighborhood of L.A., Culver Boulevard. It's kind of like a median between the two directions of the road, which people enjoy to walk, jog. It's almost like a very wide median with grass. And, well, it just got overtaken by the homeless encampment. And supposedly they've made a move there to clean it up. She has an update 
for us right after the news at 2.05. She'll be on. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we're now on from 1 to 4, which means if you're not listening live, you're listening to the podcast. Go to KFIAM640.com, John and Ken page to access the podcast after 4 o'clock, the full show, or use the iHeartRadio app. You can pick it up there as well. Coming up after 2 o'clock, John's Councilwoman's coming on the air again, Tracy Park. So far, she's been pretty responsive, and we, we wanted to reach out and talk to her. And, of course, this is about the homeless. And uh, she seems to be on board with uh, Mayor Bassetti's Inside Safe program, which is targeting certain troubled encampments to begin with those to get the homeless somewhere inside and off the streets. And as we learned yesterday, the hardship is they have to give up their tent. Right. Yeah. And they can only bring a couple of bags of belongings. Everything else is destroyed. Yeah. And that so, apparently led some of them to really get their wits end. So every every news story, uh, the reporters uh, give time to the homeless complaining about one thing or another. We're giving them a roof over their heads. They're out of yeah. they're out of the cold weather. They're out of right. the rain. Right. Still not enough. No, no. Some of the motels apparently weren't up to snuff. The vagrants were complaining about the conditions. So but uh, we'll see what's going on Must because be nice. in particular, there's a section in the Tracy's district, council district, uh, the Delray neighborhood, Culver Boulevard. Apparently, it has been overrun with vagrants and encampments. And again, part of that goes into Culver City. But according to our guest, who is a man that lives in the neighborhood, it's fine over there. But in this L.A. part of, yeah. of this Culver Boulevard section, not so nice. It's like a really wide median where the homeless have uh, rolled out all their stuff. And I actually know several people that commute through there who told me about that. That uh, that is really, it really became in the last couple of years unbelievably overrun with junk. Junk. Disgusting junk. So there is an effort to get those people out of there and somewhere inside. We'll talk to Tracy after the news. Two o'clock. Another place where there's plenty of homeless is San Francisco, where a billionaire venture capitalist and a partner at Sequoia Capital by the name of Michael Moritz has written a piece for the Financial Times and it begins like this. It's a strange city that bans plastic straws but permits plastic needles. <laughs> Yet that's San Francisco today. Between 2020 and 2022, 1,985 people have died from drug overdoses compared to 1,143 from COVID-19. See? They, they conquered COVID, John. All sorts they, of lockdown and masking and people leaving the city. Actually, mostly it's people leaving the city. <laughs> people have. <laughs> if you you're know, not saw living some population there. numbers yesterday, the Bay Area and San Francisco in particular, once again, hemorrhaging people. Oh, yeah. They're down. They're downtown area. And he writes about it in his uh, piece it is deserted. It's empty. Oh, I've been uh, there a couple of times in the yeah. last year. That is absolutely correct. And I was asking people, is it just because it's the weekend? They said no. It's really all the restaurants are just shut up and there's the office buildings, it, nothing. It's the highest commercial office vacancy rate of any big city in the United States. Now, part of that is because tech people can often work remotely and a lot of them chose to do that. And part, But why did they choose to do that? Well, they're doing that in a lot of, a lot of places they live, I guess. I, but, but a lot of... But maybe I, not so much in it, Silicon Valley, you might be right. But in New York, too, because uh, the criminals are running amok. The, right. the vagrants and the drug addicts are running amok. Yeah, people and have not returned to offices in New York City. John's right. It's it's scary. It's frightening. Last to be time I the checked, street. it's less than a third have returned. So the restaurants and retail shops that depended on office workers 
eating all day, buying stuff, going out for drinks at night, those businesses are gone, or they will be soon. Yeah. They, they, that San Francisco left-wing progressive, have, that all of them have managed to destroy the city. They really have destroyed the city. So he wrote this column because I guess London Breed's giving her State of the City address, and he said tackling San Francisco's problems will mean nothing without going after the open-air drug markets and the homeless encampments. Fentanyl, the synthetic drug that is 50 times more powerful uh, than and a fraction of the cost of heroin, has turned many blocks of the city into zombie zones. Yeah, Beyond I've been the up shocking there. waste of potential, the drug use and homeless tents consume an enormous part of San Francisco's annual $14 billion budget. Well, uh, it, they it, have spent $680 million this year. They spent only $200 million in 2016 on the homeless. Right, and so that's $500 million, a half a billion dollars, that didn't go to something else. The school- and it got worse. They spent $400 million more, and the problem is worse. Anybody that goes there says it's un. Believable. Certain neighborhoods are just overrun with zombies. And very few people vote. They have a board of supervisors that govern the city. There's 11 of them. And less than 9,000 votes can be enough for a supervisor to win. No. There's a half a million registered voters in San Francisco. If you find 9,000 in your district, you have a seat. Wow, that's pretty easy, and- I, I mean, it's 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 a terrible way to govern. It's a terrible government, and they finally hit a like like a critical mass where between their COVID restrictions and their their tolerance of crime, tolerance is almost an embrace of crime, the embrace of drug addicted vagrants. They started handing out drugs to the vagrants. They had injection sites that they set up, which were a disaster. It's garbage everywhere. There's crazy people running everywhere. And finally, people, businesses moved out. Restaurants and bars and retail shops moved out or or shut down. Uh, Anybody who can work at home now works from home. So what do you got there? You, You got a ghost town. You got a skeleton of a city. And keep this in mind, he writes, none of this happened overnight. It's a situation that's been built up over decades. Well, who was mayor there back in the early 2000s? Anybody have a guess? Yeah, Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Presided over this mess, which only got worse after his tenure. Ideological people are stupid people. People who embrace crazy uh, ideologies, whether it's progressivism or any other kind of ism, are generally stupid because they don't think. They don't look at pros and cons. They don't weigh different options. They got some kind of political religion in their head, and they just follow the tenets of the religion, and it leads them uh, off a cliff. Right. And, and well, that's, that's why I, people who are ideologues, I think, are just awful. You don't want their brains. So he finishes by saying we've got to have uh, public shelters, commitment to treatment for those who are a danger to themselves and others, visible policing, a judiciary that enforces the law, and a change in the armature of government. One thing he mentions, though, it's a little troubling, is Amsterdam. It almost seems like he's maybe making a case because they were pretty big on having those uh, injection sites where you can just go yeah. and shoot up and we'll stand by and revive you. If you uh, What's the point of that? Isn't that a stupid way to live? Well, it's acceptance that these people aren't going to change, so we just want them to live. So no, we're going to stand there and try well, to save why them. Why don't you just get rid of them? Tell them to get out of the city. Well, you... What is it if we want him to live? We want him to stand there every day, 
create a disgusting environment and keep injecting their stupid drugs, which are going to kill them anyway. One day they're going to overdose. They all do. So I, what are we? What, what are we? What are we keeping them around for here? Why are why, why are we spending so much money? Why are we worrying about them? Just get rid of them. We we learned recently about like these drugs like Narcan. They don't work as well on some of the more powerful uh, fentanyl no. pills that are getting no. out there now. It's, hey, look, it's, I'm telling you that all this fentanyl I think is part of the Chinese plot. You know, yeah. they 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 gave us one punch in the gut with COVID. Because they could have told us the minute that that virus got loose in the lab, and they didn't. Right. They didn't talk about it for weeks and weeks. They allowed air traffic for weeks and weeks to come out of China here. Fentanyl is all the ingredients are coming from China. They sent it to Mexico. It comes over the border, unstopped at the border. Now we got we got the balloons flying overhead. What do you think they're doing? If they're if they're killing our kids with fentanyl. If they're killing older people with, with the coronavirus, if they've got balloons up in the air trying to figure out our military and our nuclear weapon capabilities, what do you think they're doing? All right, coming up next, Councilwoman Tracy Park returns to the John and Ken show. She replaced Mike Bonin. She's actually the council member for John Cobelt. But we're going to talk specifically about a story coming out of the Delray neighborhood of Los Angeles, Culver Boulevard, a big median there that people enjoyed for all sorts of activities, got overtaken by the vagrants. And there's been a big move to clear them out. She'll update us. John and Ken KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. 
When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. 